to another episode of Poetry Says Everybody. My name's Alice. This episode is dedicated to my fellow insomniacs. If you are someone who, like me, wakes up somewhere around one or two in the morning and can't get back to sleep for what feels like hours, probably is hours, then this episode is dedicated to you. If that's your experience, you will know that one of the defining qualities of insomnia is that it's really lonely. Even though there are actually heaps of people awake in the small hours, there are parents up feeding babies, there are people driving trucks around, there are people baking things, there are shift workers walking up and down corridors in hospitals. The world is actually very much continuing to be full of activity but when you're awake at 3am it feels like you're the only body awake and some people really love this i interviewed the poet geordie alwiston a couple of years ago now with robbie coburn and geordie talked specifically about really relishing that time that's when she was able to get up in that extreme quiet and do her work. So if you read a Geordie Alberston collection, you're reading poems that were written in that really silent space. That's the only time she actually does any writing. And this also came up when I interviewed David Brooks for this podcast, again, a couple of years ago. One of my favorite David Brooks poems is a haiku of his, which I'll get to in a minute. And I mentioned that when we were chatting And as I was leaving, he could kind of tell that I was uh, a little bit sleep deprived. Often the night before I do a Poetry Says interview, I won't sleep that well because sometimes I'm a little bit nervous. And as I was leaving, he, he kind of approached that with me and he was incredibly kind about it. And he told me that one of his friends had said to him when he was complaining about his own insomnia, that he could choose to view it as a gift He could make it an advantage, you know, the way that Geordie does and, again, use that time. So I think about that sometimes when I'm lying awake, but I don't yet have the skill or the motivation to get up out of the warm bed and go to the desk or the bookshelf to do reading or writing. Mostly I just lie there and hope to go back to sleep. And you'd think after it happened so regularly that that habit would change, but yeah, I'm yet to be able to build a new habit around that. I guess the other part that makes insomnia really lonely is you get a lot of advice when you talk about it. People talk to you about sleep hygiene, going to bed later, having greater sleep efficiency. They talk to you about all the things that have worked for people that they know and Doubtless, this is all very good and well-meaning advice and extremely kind in its intention. I guess the thing is, if it were as simple as changing one thing, of course, you would fix it. Insomnia isn't something that we wouldn't fix if we had the ability to fix it. So, yeah, there's a couple of specific ways in which insomnia is really lonely and poetry as it so often does for me in so many different areas of my life, poetry counters that particular loneliness. So I wanted to look at a couple of poems that have really 
helped me when I've been lying awake at night and a couple of others that I came across in researching. And yeah, as I was doing a bit of looking around, it turned out that someone's actually had this idea well before me, way back in the year 2000, a writer called Lisa Russ Spar put together an entire anthology called Acquainted with the Night Insomnia Poems. So if this idea really grabs you, you could go and order a copy of that. It is interesting once you start realizing that insomnia is a topic that poets are interested in. It comes up again and again. But I'll start with that David Brooks poem that I mentioned. It's very, very short. It's just a haiku from David's book, The Balcony. And it's called The Way Back. And it goes like this. He writes, You're sleeping my bridge over the abyss of night, each outbreath a plank. Pretty simple, but I always found that very affecting. That's one of those other things that makes insomnia lonely is sometimes you're next to someone who's having the best sleep of their life or it feels like they are. And in that poem, David frames it as the sound of that person breathing next to him is actually a supportive force. It's keeping him going until the morning, which is kind of a beautiful idea. It's not always my experience. I will say sometimes the sound of the other person sleeping is just frustrating, but I do still really love that poem. Another insomnia poem that I came across years and years ago now, must have been about 2012. I have no idea how I came across this poem. A poem called Georgia by a US writer called Andrew Zawacki. And this poem is included in the book, Petals of Zero, Petals of One. And I ordered that book recently. I don't know why I suddenly decided I had to have it now, but I ordered it and I started reading the full poem. And after a bit of a break, I was like, oh, geez, I don't know if this poem is as good as I remember, (laughs) but I think I've built it up in my mind to this crazy degree because this poem has a hypnotic quality that really, really reflects, I think, the ruminating mind at 3am. Yeah, so it's called Georgia, and it starts like this. I don't sleep, Georgia. I shoot bullets into the dark. The blunt, mimeographic dark. The middle dark, Georgia. Outside the outside. Whatever a ghost's front tooth is, Georgia. Let alone ballistics. Whatever pulls back the hammer, Georgia. Coughing up sulfur and strobes of negate. I wait, Georgia. Think, Georgia. The fire is like the snow, Georgia. The snow wipes out a one-way street. Puts nothing in its place. It's really just the first line. I don't know why it works so well for me, but I don't sleep, Georgia. Is just a great way to open a poem and it's very long and uses the word Georgia hundreds and hundreds of times and I believe in doing a bit of research around Andrew Zawacki that he's from the US state of Georgia and the poem is more about that place than Georgia as a specific person so that one's been really really useful to me useful I don't really know what I'm using these poems for but that's That's how I think of it. 
Of course, Jane Kenyon, one of my favorites, has plenty to say about insomnia. She talks about it in a number of her poems. The most obvious and probably easiest one to grasp is just simply called Insomnia at the Solstice. And in this poem, Kenyon just describes what happens during the night. And then towards the end, the last three stanzas go like this. She writes, A car hisses by on wet macadam. Then another. The room turns grey by insensible degrees. The thrush begins again its outpouring of silver to rich and poor alike, to the just and the unjust. The dog's wet nose appears on the pillow, pressing lightly, decorously. He needs to go out. All right, clever head, let's declare a new day. Washing up, I say to the face in the mirror, you're still here. How you bored me all night, and now I'll have to entertain you all day. I really love that ending because, yeah, insomnia is just really boring and you don't get a break from yourself and then you wake up and the day has started and there's been no punctuation point and it's just really, really frustrating. So I love the way that that poem captures that feeling. In looking around for other insomnia poems, I found one that describes the way when you can't sleep, sleep kind of becomes like a lover, like this thing that you're obsessed with. And that really comes through in this poem by A.E. Stallings. It's, uh, it's called Another Lullaby for Insomniacs. Sleep, she will not linger. She turns her moon-cold shoulder. With no ring on her finger, you cannot hope to hold her. She turns her moon-cold shoulder and tosses off the cover. You cannot hope to hold her. She has another lover. I think the other quality that makes sleep like a lover sometimes when you can't get to sleep is the jealousy that you can feel when other people are just sleeping fine. They got no trouble hanging out with sleep and you just can't get there. And then I found this incredible poem by a writer called Fran Locke, which is less about the experience of insomnia itself and more about the thoughts that can race through your head when you're not sleeping. There's a line in this poem, which is one huge block of text with lines that are all about the same length. So has that real, um, really dense quality. And there's a line about halfway through where Fran Locke writes, the brain is a kraken, white and shaking, which I thought was pretty fantastic. But there's this, this section that I want to share with you just to give you a sense of what the poem's like as a whole. She writes, you are going nowhere. They cannot nail you to a pronoun, hot mess of cravings and behaviors, tainted frailty, old meets rancid rainbow, ugly, contemplate, consider, your lilies, toiling like deaf ears, tearing the tired night a new one, stirring a sulfate dust in your veins. Your eyes are blue with pseudoscientific toxicity, with chemical expectancy, a dread that dries a smile like paint. Your blood is on fire, full of bellicose adrenaline, nitrate and neon, brighter even than the hoary fluorescence of angels. It is so late. I love that because there's that spinning and craziness and all these incredible words and vocabulary spinning and then it's like, it's so late. <laughs> which, is, which is the thought that you always land on when you look at the clock and realize that you're still awake. 
So yeah, why write about something so mundane as I can't sleep, right? It's, it's, uh, it's pretty unsexy. It's pretty human in a very kind of flat way. It happens to most people at some point in their lives. For some people it happens more often than not. But I think poets write about it because there is that element of longing in there. When you can't sleep, it's the only thing you want. You pretty much give up anything else for as long as you could get to sleep. You want it more than any person, any place, anything. And I think that's pretty fertile ground for poetry, even if it is an incredibly mundane experience. And I'm really glad that poets write about insomnia because I need these insomnia poems very much. They're some of my absolute favorites of all time. And they do make those few hours between 1 and 4 a.m. a little bit less lonely. I hope that they help you if this is your experience as well. And I hope you get a good sleep tonight. Thank you for listening.